Welcome to the First Church Message of the Week podcast. Thanks for listening in. We are a people following after Christ. However, that is not always easy. We are called to support one another through the various seasons of life and the challenges that come our way. We are also called to lean into God. In this week's Message of the Week, Pastor Bryce Blank shares from the second half of the book of Jude. He reminds us that we can't do life without a firm foundation. He challenges us to find a support system so we don't have to do it alone. Here is the First Church Message of the Week. please pray with me. Powerful, creative God, whatever we need to hear today, in whatever way we need to be moved by you, whatever perspective we might need to see, whatever barrier that is between us that needs to be broken down, allow us to be open for those things to happen, that we might know how to be disciples of your son, Jesus Christ. In this we pray. Amen. So this week we are continuing to look at the book of Jude. And we are going, last week we looked at the first half of Jude. And this week we're looking at the second half. And if you're panicking, thinking we're about to read half of a book in the Bible, don't worry. Jude is only 25 verses. It's one chapter. Doesn't even have, I don't even think it has chapter. I didn't even look if it has chapter uh, headings. Oh, it does. They, they decided to put a one there. Uh, but, it's, but we're going to look at it because it's such a small book, but it has so much to tell us. It, it was put in the Bible for a reason, right? So it has something to speak to us today. And so we're going to look at the second half. I, I took out a few verses in the middle there. We're not actually reading the entire book over these two weeks, but uh, there was a little bit of redundancy. So for the sake of brevity, we're going to start in verse 17, and we're going to read to the end in verse 25. So I invite you to follow along with me as we look at our scripture from Jude today. But you, dear friends, remember the words spoken beforehand by the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. They said to you, in the end time, scoffers will come living according to their own ungodly desires. But these people create divisions. Since they don't have the spirit, they are worldly. But you, dear friends, Build each other up on the foundation of your most holy faith. Pray in the Holy Spirit. Keep each other in the love of God. Wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ, who will give you eternal life. Have mercy on those who doubt. Save some by snatching them from the fire. Fearing God, have mercy on some, hating even the clothing contaminated by their sinful urges. To the one who is able to keep you, or sorry, protect you from falling and to present you blameless and rejoicing before his glorious presence to the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, belong glory, majesty, power, and authority before all time, now and forever. Amen. So I want to share with you this morning about my favorite pair of shoes. I got them as a present from my parents when I graduated from seminary at Perkins School of Theology. 
And yes, I say Perkins School of Theology because otherwise people just assume I graduated from a restaurant. So not the case. And I got my favorite pair of shoes. They're these blue slip-ons, and they're called Hey Dudes. Maybe you've heard of them, the, the brand Hey Dudes. Uh, I love them so much because when I wear them, I feel like I'm not even wearing shoes at all. They're so comfy. They're so light. It's great. And if you actually look on the Hey Dudes website and see what they're all about, they actually pride themselves in being the comfiest, lightest shoes ever. Here's what they said about their shoes. They said, we, have, we all have go-tos, our essentials, our tried and trues, the people and the things that we depend on to lift us up, lighten the mood, and soften the moments that make life, well, hard. We're here to make stuff that feels like that. Go-tos to make you feel supported and happy and like, ooh, I got this. Some of the cushiest, comfiest, airiest, featheriest, lightest shoes on earth. Wait, make that the lightest shoes off earth. Shoes so light, a butterfly could steal them. So soft, kittens seethe with jealousy. Shoes that are just like the go-tos you already know and love. They just happen to fit nicely on your feet. Now, I haven't seen my cats seethe with jealousy over my shoes, but my, have, my dogs have chewed them up a bit. And I would agree that my hey dudes are the airiest and the featheriest shoes I have ever worn, which is why I like them so much. But also, like the hey dudes stated on their website, we all have go-tos in our life. Maybe you have a favorite go-to like I do with my shoes. Maybe you have a go-to board game or a game that you like to play with family and friends when you all gather together. Maybe you have a favorite or maybe you have a go-to haircut. Some people like to switch it up, like to dye their hair, cut a different length, style it different. Some people, you got the go-to, right? Same cut every time. Maybe you have a go-to fishing spot for those fishers among you. You know, if I go here, I'm not telling anybody about it, but if I go here, I'm catching a lot of fish or hopefully getting some bites, right? Maybe you have a go-to show or a movie. Isn't that one of the most difficult questions to ever answer? Which, what are we watching tonight, right? What show, what movie, what, what are we watching? You have a go-to that, oh, and nobody else can agree? We'll go to the go-to, right? What about a go-to restaurant, maybe? That, oh, again, where are we eating? Well, we haven't answered this. Go to this place. Everybody has something that they like. We'll just go here every time, right? You have your go-to's. And I bet some of you even are, are about to go to one of your favorite or one of your go-to restaurants after church today, right? But here's the thing with go-tos, and especially an example of the restaurant, that you have that as your go-to place because there's something that you like to eat there, right? And if you're like me, you think of that go-to restaurant, and immediately you think of that go-to choice that you're going to order off the menu. And most often than not, you're not really going to stray from that decision because you're already hungry for your go-to, right? But then, inevitably, somebody is going to say, hey, but check out this other thing, this other item on the menu. You should really check it out. You should try it. And what do you do? Okay, sure. You try it. But it's just not as good as your go-to, right? That's why it's your go-to. You just, you have to have it. So that's the problem with, re with restaurants sometimes. You try something else, but then you doubt, oh man, I shouldn't have followed that. 
I shouldn't have listened to that advice. I should have just stuck with my go-to. You have that doubt. Well, like doubting your go-to food choice at a restaurant or that fishing spot or your haircut where you try something else and doesn't work out, sometimes we doubt what it means to be a follower of Christ. Sometimes we set aside practices that we know will bring us closer to God for ones that leave us wishing we hadn't strayed from what we knew. The hard part about Christian practices especially is that it is often a long time before we realize how far something has taken us away from God, how far we have been led astray. So unlike tasting a food choice where we know, yep, that's not for me, right? First bite, you know, you don't want it. Living a like unlike Christ is sometimes hard to realize right away. It might be more like switching up away from your go-to shoe choice and you realize miles and miles down the road that this shoe isn't going to work for me. I have have, uh, arch support problems. I have calf cramps, right? Only after miles and miles away do you find yourself regretting your decision. The same is true that sometimes we find ourselves It is only when we find ourselves without Christ that we realize how far away we have strayed from our path of discipleship. Now, I want to be clear that, as Pastor Jen mentioned, it's okay to have doubts. It's okay to have questions. It's okay, especially, to try new things when it comes to spiritual practices, trying things out, questioning why we do what we do are part of the process that brings us closer to God. Part of the process of asking questions, searching for answers, is what allows us to be the most authentic version of ourselves, the most authentic version of people seeking to be like Christ. The hard part with this discovery process or or trying different things or straying away sometimes is that we have to be careful not to get too far away to lose the path that God is calling us on. Now, Christians in our text today are reminded by Jude to not become too worldly. They are being cautioned about being led astray, away from Christ. And in reminding Christians to watch out for false prophets and false teachers, Jude cites the words that Jesus spoke found in Matthew 24, 24 through 25, which says, false Christs and false prophets will appear And they will offer great signs and wonders in order to deceive, if possible, even those who God has chosen. Look, I've told you ahead of time. So Jude is cautioning his audience that you've already been told before, Jesus said this would happen, that you might be led astray by the wrong people. People who claim to know God, but really don't. People who claim to know something about Jesus that nobody else knows, but really are just trying to grab your attention and take your time. And the hard part is that none of us want to be led astray, right? Nobody wants to be led by the wrong person away from Christ. Nobody wants to be led by a false teacher. But sometimes, no matter how hard we try, we end up being led astray. And oftentimes, The hardest part is we are led astray by people who we trust to listen to daily in our lives, who have no intention of Christ behind their thoughts, their words, or their actions. 
Now, Jude also warns his audience of skeptics who live by their own rules. And he cites 2 Peter 3.3, which says, Most important, know this. In the last days, scoffers will come, jeering, living by their own cravings. Jude knows that early Christians faced a lot of pushback, that people would look down at them for their practices, even make fun of them, that people would not be, be accepting or open to their beliefs, that there are people who oppose them, who don't even believe in God, who don't believe that Jesus did rise from the dead for our sins. Especially in a world ruled by Romans at the time, there are a lot of other gods that people were following. And so Christians faced a lot of pushback, a lot of persecution. And Jude knows this. And so all of these people who don't have Christ as their intention in mind are the people that Jude is warning his audience of Christians to be wary about. Now, on one hand, I think that being aware of false teachers, of false prophets, would have been harder to do in the time of Jude's writing than it is for us today. Because, after all, they are having all these skeptics, all these people pushing back on them, all around them, and it would be hard as an early followers of Christians to, to band together, to hold true to something you're still trying to figure out. Also, they didn't have Google or, or the news to fact check somebody, to uh, do a background check on somebody. So if there was a false prophet, a false teacher, they had to rely on their trust of the people around them to know whether they were hearing something that was true or not. They had to rely on their gut and they had to rely on their faith in God, which would have been very hard, right? Very hard to see the way forward, to be guided. And so they had to trust people like Jude who would help them to get through. So again, on one hand, I think it would be harder to be people in Jude's time being wary of false teachers and prophets. But on the other hand, I think it actually might be harder for us today to be wary of them. I think it might be harder than ever to identify false teachers and false prophets among us. It might be harder than ever to not give in to the skeptics, who those who think that Christianity is a lost cause. Because amidst the declining number of people in churches worshiping God all around our country, it might even feel like the skeptics are right. It might even feel like we are part of a sinking ship, that God has abandoned us. And we have so many voices to listen to. News outlets, social media, right? TikTok, Facebook, all of those that are catered to affirming what we believe. So how are we supposed to know if we are being led astray? How do we know who to listen to or what to listen to? It can be easy in today's age to have more doubts and questions than answers. It can be easy to go along with false prophets without even realizing we are being led down an unhelpful road. We can take on an unhelpful amount of doubt for ourselves. And in the wake of so much going against us as Christians today, it can be easy to lose hope. It can be easy to get burned out trying to fight all the noise. Sometimes we get discouraged. Sometimes we doubt. Sometimes we get burned out trying to fight it all. And sometimes we are led astray. But we do have hope. Hope is found in doing what Jude instructs 
his audience to do. He says, But you, dear friends, build each other up on the foundation of your most holy faith. Pray in the Holy Spirit. Keep each other in the love of God. Wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ who will give you. (coughs) Excuse me. Frog tried to get out. Who will give you eternal life. Have mercy on those who doubt. Save some by snatching them from the fire. We are to build each other up. Build each other up on the foundation of our faith. On the hey dudes, on the go-tos of Christianity. Building each other up on the tried and trues. The building blocks of what we believe. So what might be the go-tos of our faith? Well, thankfully, Jude lists some of them. Praying in the Holy Spirit. We knew prayer was coming. Pray in the Holy Spirit. In times of doubt and against all other voices fighting to be God, prayer grounds us. And it changes us on the inside as we are seeking God. Next, Jude leaves prayer behind and says, keep each other in the love of God. Build each other up by keeping each other in love with God. If I shared about my love of God like I do my love of the San Francisco 49ers, who are the best team in the NFL, (laughs) we would have no problems staying in love of God, right? Share what you believe. Share why you believe. Share what you have been encouraged about. Tell others about what God is doing in your life. Explain what you have been doing to stay in love with God so that others in your family, in your communities, at work, in our church, will know that you are in love with God. Now Jude goes and gives us a hard task in the next thing we have to do. He says, wait. Wait for mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ, who will give you eternal life. In our world especially, waiting is one of the hardest things to do, right? Is one of the hardest things to do. And thankfully, we know that we have received eternal life. But the waiting comes by the way that we choose to live our lives each and every day. The author, the theologian, the pastor, Eugene Peterson would say, it is a long obedience in the same direction. A long obedience in the same direction. That direction being Christ. We have to have patience as we slowly work to be more Christ-like throughout our whole lives. Seeking God with a subtle consistency by our actions every day that will then bring hope to those who are in doubt. Now the last two things that Jude instructs us are this. Have mercy on those who doubt. Save some by snatching them from the fire. In other words, don't look down on someone who is doubting their faith, who is, who is questioning things. Help them to be not led astray. We must accept that being Christian means that we are going to struggle. We all struggle, right? It means that we are going to question. We are going to doubt. But it also means that as Christians, we have a community who is going to help us, who has a responsibility to help pick us up and hold us to Christ. 
the bottom line is that we can't do this thing called life alone. Well, we especially, you could do it alone, but we as Christians can't do it alone. That if we want to follow Christ, to choose Christ each and every day, we have to be supported by each other. We have to lean into the foundations of our faith and we have to lean into God. Now, the ending of the book of Jude leaves us with one of the most beautiful blessings and praises to God found in all of scripture. It's a passage that in itself, when I read it, I find confidence in our God, a God who doesn't leave us, a God who is there to hold us so we don't fall, a God that we can lean into when we have nowhere else to turn. Our God, through Jesus Christ, is our Savior. There's a reason that this is read at funerals. This text is cited at funerals because it brings comfort to those who are in a hard place. Maybe that's you. That's all of us at some point. And so I leave you today with the words, the final words of the book of Jude. To the one who is able to protect you from falling and to present you blameless and rejoicing before his glorious presence. To the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, belong glory, majesty, power, and authority before all time, now and forever. Amen. Let us pray. Loving God is your creation. We seek to be like your Son, Jesus Christ. But we know that living in our world, it is hard to do so. That oftentimes we are led astray by false teachers and false prophets. By people who we put our trust in. Organizations and beings that we put our trust in that have your interest not in mind. So God, we ask you to help us. To lean to the foundations, the go-tos of our faith. That we might share the love we have for you. That we might stay in love with you for all of our lives, that each and every day we might choose that obedience in the direction of your Son, Jesus Christ. In this we pray. Amen. Thanks for joining us for the First Church Message of the Week. To stay connected, subscribe to this podcast and follow us on Facebook. For more information like our church calendar, worship times, and upcoming events, visit our website at watertownfirst.church. This has been the First Church Message of the Week.